Welcome to another edition of the Wonk and Circumstance podcast. I'm your host, Wonky Robina. Today's episode will be a little different from what you've come to expect this season, with a duration devoted to the events of last week. All the world's eyes turned to Parkland, Florida this week, as a tragedy unfolded on the campus of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. A gunman killed 17 people, including 14 students, in just six minutes. As the state grieves the loss of 17 souls in such a callous manner, attention in political circles has turned quickly towards what went wrong before the massacre and what can be done to prevent mass shootings from happening again. Almost immediately, elected officials who support tighter gun restrictions began to point towards contributions from the National Rifle Association to leading members of the House and Senate, as well as towards Governor Rick Scott. These comments were echoed on social media, where advocates of gun control sought to pressure representatives into immediate action on the subject. Their passion was met by those who felt stronger restrictions would do more harm than good, leading to heated debate on Facebook and Twitter. The developments since Wednesday have been significant and numerous, with both national and local news doing a good job of reporting on them. However, as we usually do, we will keep the focus of this episode on Florida's legislature and the laws that it both considers and passes. 100 students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas are planning on traveling to Tallahassee today to let their voices be heard with their arrival scheduled for tomorrow, February 21st. They will demand that the legislature use what's left of the session, just three weeks, to make changes to gun and mental health laws. While the legislature has been supportive of expanding legal firearm ownership and possession for quite a few years, it seems that there may be some appetite for a change in course. Senator Bill Galvano, will be the next Senate president if Republicans hold their majority in November, as expected, is raising the possibility of several changes that seem to be growing in popularity. While the entire Senate has yet to endorse the measures Galvano proposes, top leadership has shown a keen interest. The suggestions of Senator Galvano fall into six key planks. First, the proposal raises the legal age for the purchase of assault rifles in Florida from 18 to 21, with an exemption for veterans and law enforcement officials. Bump stocks, which were in the news after the mass shooting in Las Vegas last year, would be banned. Background check provisions would be revised to close loopholes that could allow those with mental illness to purchase a firearm. There would also be a discussion, though no concrete proposal for, a three-day waiting period. Second, this proposal would take a look at addressing the shortfalls in the School Resource Officer Program, where 1,500 officers are responsible for security and safety at 4,000 schools across the state. Part of the proposal would allow school staff to receive training in order to carry concealed weapons on campus, as well as training for students, faculty, and staff on what to do in an active shooter situation. As you've heard in previous episodes, the discussion has already existed in the legislature this session on training school staff who carry concealed weapons licenses currently. Third, Senator Galvano proposed audits of school safety funds to determine if the money is being used for its intended purpose of school safety and if more money is needed. 
Fourth, $100 million are included in the budget to provide training, counseling, and screening services for mental health in schools across the state. There's talk of revising the state's Baker Act, which would give law enforcement increased ability to take mentally ill people into custody if they are dangerous, including confiscating their weapons until they are deemed to no longer be a threat. The reasons that someone could be identified as dangerous would include threatening messages, pictures with weapons, or violent ranting. A gun violence restraining order, an idea that has been gaining steam in the past few days online, is also included in the mental health portion of this proposal. This would allow a relative to ask a judge to temporarily seize a person's firearm if they pose a threat to themselves or others. There were bills filed earlier this session that would have met this purpose, however they had yet to receive hearings in committee. Expect the similar version, including this proposal, to be put on the fast track. The fifth plank in the Parkland proposals would amend public records laws to shield the addresses of the families of the victims from records requests. Finally, the state wants to work with Broward County Schools to rebuild Building 12, where the massacre took place. It would be turned into a memorial, while classroom space would be made up elsewhere on the campus of the school. It's likely that guns will dominate the remainder of this session. It's entirely possible that some, or all, of the proposals mentioned will pass. As mentioned earlier, the full Senate has yet to endorse these provisions, and it's still unknown how leadership and membership in the House feels about them. It's almost guaranteed that there will be a significant amount of emotion on all sides of the issue, and that whatever passes will upset a significant portion of the population. All of this, of course, will be mixed in with the already combustive dynamics of an election year. Before we go, a message for those living in Miami-Dade County. If you're listening to this on the day of publication, February 20th, and you live in District 114 of the Florida House, today is Election Day in the Republican primary. If you're a Democrat or an NPA voter in that seat, Election Day is coming in May to fill the remainder of the seat's term. Go to VoterAid.co to learn about the candidates that are running and how they match up with your views. In a couple of days, the voters of Surfside will also be able to head to VoterAid to learn about the candidates for mayor and commission of that city. The website again is V-O-T-E-R-A-I-D dot C-O. If your local government has an election, we're there to help you get the information you need to vote. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.